welcome to the Sourced Week in Review podcast and it's a great week to review because Queensland is a state of origin champion. Again, joining me in a sort of maroon shirt, Jordan McDonald. Jordan, welcome. Hi, Michael. Yes, the sort of maroon shirt, but it's a shirt and uh, I tried to be strong today, a bit tough, but I'm feeling cold. It's cold? Yeah. Well, I've got a long sleeve sort of maroon shirt on uh, and it is a bit chilly, but it's great Queensland's back and... We weren't going to talk about this as a topic, but the claim is that there was a record broken with the State of Origin viewing, the most ever people who've streamed a live event in Australian history. There you really? Go. Yeah. Oh, another one. It's always a record, you know. At some point, they'll stop being a record, but it's always a record at the moment. I get it. You find the stat you can hang your hat That's on. So, it. not the largest Origin crowd, uh, viewing audience, the largest since 2019, but the largest live streaming one. So, there you go. The Maroons have the origin shield back and that's all that matters. Now, a topic we discussed a fair bit mm-hmm. and one we'll move into today is that Netflix has got Microsoft to join in its ad-supported service plan. So Netflix has announced that this week. We've discussed this a bit. What will Netflix do to try to hit back at uh, what is declining um, stock price? It's, uh, its values fallen two-thirds over the last 12 months as uh, different challenges have come mm-hmm. up. Mostly that is a thought that maybe Netflix has hit peak subscription. Yep. So that's got the biggest uh, audience that it will get and now it's starting to fall. So what will Netflix do? Well, it's going to follow a whole bunch of others, uh, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Hulu and others to offer a cheaper ad-supported service. And this week it said that its partner will be Microsoft. So Netflix will curate the video content and Microsoft will look after the sale of ads and placement. Yep. Netflix said Microsoft offers the best option for it for that. We know that Twitter's value was... Oh, sorry, Netflix's value was fallen. We know that password sharing is among the issues. Yes, yeah, big issue. One account and use uh, multiple users with, with the password. Mm-hmm. So how would a Netflix ad-supported service work? Well... We don't know what it's going to charge, so we don't know that yet. That hasn't been announced. But let's look at some others. So mm-hmm. Warner HBO Max, um, if you don't want ads, you pay $14.99 a month. Okay. If you want the cheaper version, well, it's $5 cheaper, $9.99 a month mm-hmm. in the US, and you'll get roughly about four minutes of ads per hour. Okay. So that's going to interrupt your schedule. Four minutes of ads. Now, Hulu... It'll be twelve ninety nine a month without ads. With ads, six ninety nine a month. Okay. So half price. Have, yeah, half price, yeah. but a few more ads than you'll get on HBO Max. Here's one uh, analysis we saw online. Someone who'd watched the Hulu in the US ad supported service. They watched a twenty two minute episode of Bob's Burgers. No ads. Okay, okay. Bob didn't serve up any ads. <laughs> they watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, twenty three minute episode, and there was. One 15-second ad. But okay, here's yeah. where it went a bit pear-shaped. An hour-long episode of Saturday Night Live, a one 15-second ad at the start, followed by eight more ad breaks throughout. It's eight. Oh, my Six God. Six lasting 90 seconds, one for 60 seconds and one for 45 seconds. So, oh. Jordan <laughs> So, I wonder if there's any show left to watch. <laughs> That's right. I could see you here oh. just getting all edgy. Jordan McDonald, if... Netflix says to its Australian fans, okay, there'll be an ad-supported service. It's about roughly, say, a third cheaper. Mm. Are you going to get it or will you pay full freight and how do you think this will go down with Australian audiences? I'm paying full freight. I prefer the ad-free experience, particularly if I'm dealing with 
a service like Hulu. That is extraordinary, the amount of ads. Talk about a blowout. We just had the one in the 23, but as soon as it, well, I don't know when it crosses over the threshold, whether it's 30 minutes or 60 minutes, it just yeah. blows out. Um, as for Australians, I'd be interested to see how this goes. I know that inflation's hurting a lot of the nation at the moment, particularly younger Australians, and they're the likely ones that are using mum or dad's account. They're those password-sharing people. Yeah, that's true. So if we can make it a bit more affordable for them to, to get on and watch the content without breaking the bank, I think that, that might work well. Um, but obviously it's that balance now of making sure that it's at a good price and that the experience is still worth it, but also not annoying the people that pay full price for that, what will become the premium experience now. Yeah, because you can't have it so low that people go, well, I'll just watch ads or put up with it. Yeah. Because you still need them to pay something. That's exactly right. So it's fascinating to see. And I guess the wider debate about this is what you're trying to do here is keep people engaged and paying for you at a time when financial uh, situation is a bit tougher. Mm. So we've got, as you said, the inflation, interest rate increases, et cetera, all of that. So I guess that question there is that we've addressed previously is how much is Netflix seen to be a necessity or a luxury and I know you've spoken about this before yeah yeah so this is a bit more of a test of this now to say that well if things are getting really tight uh, I can't cut my power bill I can't cut my water because I need them to survive but is there a generation of people out there who also think well Netflix is also a utility Oh, it certainly is in our house, but um, yeah, it, it, at the moment, it, is, it would start to fall into the luxury category for sure. This cheaper option might help offset those who might have to snip it away off the um, off the monthly spendings. But yeah, look, it'd be interesting to see what happens. And the other debate too about um, about this, I guess, is when you go back and when we we've discussed this a little bit over time but that mm. necessity being but it's also well are we just going back to the past because yeah. streaming services were set up by saying well get this difference is that you can watch what you want when you want and you don't have to have ads yep. now we're sort of looking at a situation where we're going back to old style network ad tv yeah it's like linear tv and we've known that's declined considerably so is that something that might foreshadow the the outcome of these netflix ad supported um, versions so i don't know there's a lot to look at in this when time comes up i'm really interested in all of this so jordan's not getting the ad supported service you're going to pay the extra five bucks a month i'll pay the extra five bucks i'm with you too on that yeah um that i'll pay the five bucks but let's just see Another topic we discuss a lot here is I feel like we need some sort of theme music for this, some sort of uh, sting (laughs) for it, as they call it. Jordan, it's Elon Musk versus Twitter. And we've had a big development this week. What is the latest in the Elon Musk Twitter saga? Yes, it looks like it's a case of buyer's remorse. So last Friday, Elon pulled the pin on his purchase of Twitter But Twitter has since filed the lawsuit that will enforce the agreement between the social media platform and one of the world's richest men. So Twitter strikes back. Twitter has strikes back. The central concern, though, remains Elon's issue with bots and fake spam accounts. So Twitter claims that less than 5% of its users are bots or fake accounts, but Elon doesn't agree with that. He thinks that's a load of baloney. He, uh, He did his own calculations and estimated that 
uh, it could be up to 20% of total Twitter users that are bot or fake accounts. Okay. So who, who knows? Yeah. But um, Elon's gone back and forth with Twitter and they've attempted to understand each other how uh, particularly Elon wanted to understand how Twitter calculated their percentage. Um, but this back and forth has started to, to drive a wedge between the two of it them. It is getting dramatic. It has. So with every disruption to this agreement, and there's been plenty, um, Twitter's value has declined. And meanwhile, so too has the tech industry. It's seen a slump. Yeah. I mean, Tesla's shares suffered considerable loss and that was not long after Musk sold off a billion of his own shares to help fund this purchase for Twitter. Um, so the situation now is that Elon, Elon no longer wants Twitter, but Twitter is looking to enforce that agreement. And he especially doesn't want Twitter at the price that was first mentioned. No, not at all. So the matter will go before the Delaware Court of Chancery, which is a specialised court that deals with high-stake business disputes like this one. The agreement between Twitter and Musk is seller-friendly, so it's designed to protect the seller. Um, so Twitter is pretty confident they'll be successful in court, um, but for Elon to walk away from this agreement, there's a $1 billion penalty, I believe, US. Yep. Um, but many predict that the case will end in a settlement where Elon will ultimately be required to honour his agreement but pay a lesser cost. Okay, so what do we make of this saga other than the fact we know people click on it because Musk oh, is no. just a huge traffic for stories. So what do you make of this? I, I find this whole situation really bizarre, but at the same time, I'm not surprised we've ended up here. Uh, I reckon Musk has acted in bad faith throughout this process. He's been very outspoken at the expense of Twitter uh, and that's really affected its value and unsettled a lot of the Twitter staff and stakeholders. Twitter's value as a result is considerably less now than what it was when Elon signed the agreement. Um, and for Elon to back out of that agreement, he's, I think he's tried to leverage the, the fake, I think his concerns around the yep. fake bots yep. and the bot accounts to help conjure this scenario that proves material adverse effect. Um, I think it'd be very uncomfortable if Elon were to become the owner of Twitter. If in Twitter's complaint, which is 61 pages long, yep. big read, haven't done the whole thing. <laughs> um, they allege that Musk has disdain for Twitter. Big word, very hateful. <laughs> um, yet they plan to compel him to become its owner. It's, it's a unique situation. But... At the same time, these sorts of agreements are crucial to the businesses dealing, particularly in Delaware, and I think that Twitter has the stronger case here, but where it ends up, it's anyone's guess, Elon's involved. That's Who true. Knows? We can't predict these things. Oh, look, I thought there was a great article that summarised this in The Atlantic. Mm -hmm. The headline of the article was, everything about Twitter versus Musk is utter nonsense. Yeah. This is the dispute where all sanity and logic go to die. Yeah. Um, and it's about the things that you just spoke about there where uh, Twitter uses the word disdain as yeah. in he is disdainful. He's a disdainful hypocrite, yet Twitter wants the disdainful hypocrite to own it. So, And the other part of this course is Musk said one of the reasons that he wanted to buy Twitter, this is according to the Atlantic article, is the fact he wanted to sort it out. There were uh, too many bots. He wanted to clean it up. Now he's saying, well, he can't go through with it because there are too many bots. Yep. So everything that you may think about this is not uh, normal. So it is fascinating to see, and of course in the end, 
it's about what happens in the Twitter experience, I guess, for users of which, uh, you know, Australia doesn't have as many as Twitter might like it hopes, but it just doesn't in Australia. So we'll talk about it again. I know we will because it's Mask, it's Twitter and it's not over. So we <laughs> He'll will be but back. One of the reasons that Twitter is apparently not as uh, highly valued as it is is because of TikTok. And the emergence of TikTok and along comes TikTok and really starts to put a jolt across the whole uh, social media scene. Now, you've looked at a really interesting article this week where TikTok claims it's the most valuable social media platform for brands. Mm -hmm. Now, that's according to a report that was commissioned by TikTok. Who else? So, we know that it comes to us with an asterisk. This is TikTok research. But it's... um, Typically, social media platforms, they brag about their revenue and monthly active users because they own the data. Yes. Um, but TikTok says that it now has uh, innovated the customer experience for brands with its own unique model called, again, I need some music here, because it's called <laughs> the Infinite Loop. Yes. So the Infinite Loop is the key to TikTok's success, but the loop consists of four key areas of the customer experience, and that is discovery, consideration, review, and participation. So discovery, consideration, review, and participation. Now, we can be cynical about this, but Jordan, there is enough from what TikTok says about its engagement that is worth looking at here. So tell us more about the infinite loop and what it means from a TikTok viewpoint. Yeah, so TikTok created this because they believe the traditional marketing funnel has continued to grow irrelevant. You know, that instead today's customer's experience is a, is a combination of community, shopping and entertainment that allows the customers to enter, exit and then re-enter the purchase journey based on their wants and needs. Yep. So that essentially the focus is putting the power back in the hands of the user and it's yep. literally because TikTok is the mobile app. Yeah. So TikTok's recognised their users' desire to constantly learn and discover new things and states, sorry, and satisfies that appetite with hyper relevant and highly personalised content. Yeah. Um, and looking at some of the results from the the study that TikTok done, it's pretty convincing, as you'd expect. Yes. It's got to be. <laughs> no one puts a bad one out there. No, no, no. But there's uh, we break it up into two spots, in two parts here. So the first two uh, areas of the customer experience, the infinite loop, which is discovery and consideration. Okay, parts one and two, discovery and consideration. Yeah, so what did that find? The three key findings were that TikTok is 1.7 times more likely than other platforms to be the source of products discovery, that TikTok users are 1.4 times more likely than other platforms to research products or brands they find on TikTok, and that the users are 1.4 times more likely than other platforms' users to buy a product or brand they find on TikTok. Okay. Okay, then we go to the review and participation one. Now, what did they find their users are more likely to do compared to other platforms? What's the multiplication here? Yep, so the users are 1.5 times more likely than other platforms to convince a family a family member or a friend to buy a product or brand that they've seen on the app. Yep. Uh, they're also allegedly 2.4 times more likely than the other platforms to jump onto social media or to TikTok in particular yep. to create a post and tag a brand after they've bought a product. And then they're also two times more likely than other platforms to comment or DM a brand after making a purchase. Right, so much more engagement they claim. Uh, that would maybe, maybe 
give you an indication that there's a younger bunch of users on TikTok. Yeah, I'd certainly certainly a younger a younger bunch on there. They're, they're sitting on there spending the most amount of time. In fact, that's where that's the app, the number one app that Australians are spending their most time on. So, if you want to go and check your own stats, because you can do that, how do you do that? Yeah, so that's something I discovered recently. You can actually go in and see what categories TikTok has determined you're interested in, and it's pretty good, pretty detailed. So you can go to your profile and you can click the menu icon, which is in the top right-hand corner of your profile. This is in the app. Once you click that menu icon, you'll see settings and privacy. You can click on that and then again click on privacy. In privacy there, you'll see ads personalization. Inside that, you'll also then see how are your ads personalized. So you'll go in there and you'll be able to see every category that, that uh, TikTok's decided you're interested yeah, in. Right. And if you actually want to toggle one off because you're sick of seeing it or you just you don't agree with it, yeah. you can just click it and toggle it off so you won't see it anymore. So maybe what you should do is just go back about 30 seconds and listen to what Jordan said in slow motion on your podcast <laughs> provider. So Jordan will say, go to your profile. Yeah, play me at half speed. That's yeah, right, yeah. and you can go through that. But that sounds something that doesn't happen on other social media platforms uh not not to this level of detail and the amount of control I, I really like that it allows you to toggle it off so it'll lessen the amount of that category it'll serve you in the news feed organically but it'll turn off all ads delivered to you from right. a brand so here's the question that i will ask for our listeners who don't have tiktok mm-hmm. okay and i'm guessing they're older australians like myself <laughs> who maybe don't have tiktok but if they think you know what so many people have it. Should I get it? What are the things you like about TikTok that might give them an indication on whether they should have a TikTok account? It's worth it in my opinion, particularly if you have someone dedicated in your business or you are dedicated to making content regularly for your business. So TikTok's algorithm is really, really good at matching your content, whether it's organic or paid uh, to the right audience. So there's really, you should have confidence that when you're using TikTok, that content is hitting the right people. And that's really important because on Facebook, and I for as an example, it's so hard to get reach. You have to sort of pay to play. You yeah. have to pay to get, out, get yeah. out there. And there's no guarantee, you know. That's right. Um, with TikTok, there's also great features in the app which allow you to engage with your customer base, your existing fan base. You know, they've got duets and stitch and these are really great ways to enhance those relationships with your customers, which I think is really important and I'm sure everyone thinks that's important. Uh, the last sort of key point, and it sort of it pulls a stat from the report which I referred to in the in our TikTok blog on the website. Yeah, it's a good blog. Go and check it out. I should have mentioned that. It's that's a very right. good blog. You can read about this. Yeah, yeah. I'll link it in the, uh, yeah. the podcast uh, episode stuff. But um, it's uh, TikTok's clearly it's got a reputation of being a very creative place Mm. um so you're allowed to be fun with your content you don't have to just stick to the same model that maybe you have on facebook or instagram you can really experiment um and a stat that came out of that report was 44 percent of its of tiktok's users say they want branded content to be fun yeah so if you're looking to sort of experiment great place to do it safe place to do it um and it really rewards brands that are frequent with content and engage with the features like the Stitch and the Duet. So if you want to start a TikTok account, do so this weekend, then go and check out the best of the TikToks on the Maroon State of Origin win. Oh, yeah. Of which there were many. 
and will enjoy that this weekend. Is there much on for you this weekend? I reckon there would be. Uh, it's move weekend. We're oh. off tomorrow morning. So big, big weekend ahead, but it'll be worth it. It'll be good. Good luck with it. Thanks. We'll uh, be with you in spirit. <laughs> and uh, we'll check it again next week. <laughs> no worries. See you then. See you, mate. Bye.